People have a perception of Christians as like, yeah, they do well in church and they don't really function well everywhere else. Ooh. You know, and one of the things that I've always appreciated about who you are and how God has made you is that in all these different circles that you're in, you do well there. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about that because it's not that you are a chameleon. You have an incredible comfortability in all sorts of varied circumstances. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio, featuring Pastor Daniel Fusco. Each week we share a conversation between Daniel and a special guest. Jesus was the same way. He could interact with the rich and powerful, and he could have compassion on a leper. Listening to pastors Daniel and Gabe, you'll get a better idea of what following Jesus is supposed to look like. Yes, Jesus is God, but he was also a human man who met people where they were in life. Now, here's Pastor Daniel and Pastor Gabe Marino with the Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio. We've been given, the Bible says, the ministry of reconciliation. And I believe that we can introduce reconciliation through work in the way that we get at things. Yeah, I love that. And, and just that idea that God has also redeeming work. If you think about like when God created Adam and Eve, the first thing he gave Adam was he gave him the gift of work, tend to the garden. One of the first things that got cursed was, yeah, you, your work's going to be lousy. Like it's like There's going to be sweat on your brows and it's going to have thorns and thistles and it's going to be just a pain. But that idea of having a redeemed work. Now talk about this because for people who know you, they know this about you. We like to joke that everybody loves Pastor Gabe. You know, because <laughs> like you're a great lover of people. I've seen you in so many different situations, whether it's in a group full of pastors, whether it was in the congregation, whether you're with bodybuilders, you're with businessmen. <laughs> in every situation, you find this sweet spot of being able to relate to people in a way that they, not only do they mm. understand, but they really enjoy. So mm. talk a little bit about what you understand God's heart for people to be and kind of how you try and navigate because you swim in lots of circles yeah. like how do you navigate all these different things to be to really connect with people yeah and that is at the heart of what we all want i think we all want human connection that's why we do what we do that's at the end of the day we all want that connection we want connection with the father connection with one another if i were to give away the cheat code pastor daniel it honestly is a, give me uh, the cheat code buddy here's Come the cheat on. code right we're gonna unlock it right Ready. here so everyone get your notes out uh i got saved in college i was going to the university of arizona and i got invited to a bible study and i heard the gospel and was immediately just captured but i remember going to young adults group and at the time, you know, in my 20s, I got my long hair, I got my gauges, I'm in a couple of bands. And I tried so hard to be like that really mysterious guy, not so much tall, but definitely dark and handsome. And uh, <laughs> just kidding. This is why we call you a waffle. That's why you hey. But uh, yeah, so not so much tall, but dark and handsome. And I remember trying to be the cool guy in the back of the sanctuary. And I remember the youth pastor, the director at the time, the young adults director, just came to me and he ended up help doing the pre-marriage counseling with my wife and I uh, years later. But he just said, hey, bro, can I challenge you? 
can you try to be a little more interested instead of interesting? And that for me was the cheat code. It was a dare. It was a challenge. I've heard it even said interested now is interesting later. And I think too many of us just don't take time to connect by way of being interested in others. My mother-in-law, who just completed her final radiation, she had some throat cancer and she's making it. But one of the things I've always observed about her is she always makes her kids feel, kids and grandkids, that they're the only person in the world. Like they have her full attention and she kneels down and she looks at them in the eyes and she listens to what they're saying. And honestly, that's the only strategy I've ever adopted and put into practices. I just try to be more interested than interesting. And it's been working so far. Yeah. And, and what's really awesome is that you're interested, but it makes you like the most interesting person in the world. <laughs> you know. So I guess you said interested now is interesting later. Later, that's right. Now, now talk a little bit because... People have a perception of Christians as like, yeah, they do well in church and they don't really function well everywhere else. You know, and one of the things that I've always appreciated about who you are and how God has made you is that in all these different circles that you're in, you do well there. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about that because it's not that you are a chameleon. You have an incredible comfortability in all sorts of varied circumstances. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, there's some favor there from the Lord. I think of Joseph and not comparing myself to the illustrious, you know, influential Joseph. But yeah, I mean, there is favor. There is relational favor that God gives. Uh, and I think that's based on integrity. I think it's based on character. I think the Lord will give you uh, what he feels you can use to bring him glory, not yourself glory. And so I've been very blessed, very fortunate. I would say, Pastor Daniel, that there could be a dark side. I even think that the listener now might even be detecting that oftentimes that strategy of being interested in order to be interesting, sometimes that switch doesn't turn on and off. And I defer a lot. That's an area that's kind of the shadow side of that ability where you merge uh, maybe a little bit of a chameleon thing. Um, and so that yeah, you you defer, people don't get the real you. That that can happen. And that's something that I try to monitor and be aware of. But I like to think of the influence that God gives us. It's for his kingdom's cause. Any favor that I have in my life is to make Christ known. He says, if I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. So the goal is to lead a crazy, happy life or to be crazy influential is to desire to give God glory. I'm not saying I'm perfect in that by any means, but the desire there is I I want to put a smile on someone's face and reflection in their heart. I don't necessarily want to change a mind. I want to hear a perspective because I believe the Holy Spirit works 24-7. Unlike me, I take rest, I break. I I just got to hear where someone's coming from. The Holy Spirit's going to bring conviction and conversion And I think if I were to name drop someone, Pastor Daniel, you had Carl Medeiros out years ago. I think it was my first year on here at staff at Crossroads. And you said, bro, I know we don't normally work on Saturdays, but you really need to be at this thing. And so I came and he talked in his book, Speaking of Jesus, I felt really does a great job in really explaining what the facilitator's role is in evangelism. It's facilitating conversation. It's listening. It's not talking with an answer in cue or waiting with an answer in cue. But again, my, my heart is to put a smile on someone's face and reflection in their heart and then allow the Holy Spirit to do the rest. 
So good. Now talk about this because one of the things that I've always long appreciated about you and having worked together now for what, like, has it been five years it's now? Been five, been? five years next month or in a couple oh, of weeks. Happy, yeah. happy anniversary, buddy. You know, uh, but one of the things that I've always really appreciated about you is what I would call your consistency. You pretty much always know, like, this is Gabe and Gabe's coming the way Gabe's coming. There's a joyfulness. Mm -hmm. There's an honesty. So talk a little bit about the things that you do to help. Yes. To help you to show up into every day. And, and just so everyone knows who's listening right now, Gabe has a significant ministry and job where he, you know, he's our, we call him our executive pastor of ministries. He has oversight over two thirds of our staff at this point and is leading at such a high level. So talk a little bit about the things that you do to help you kind of show up, to use my language, in that crazy, happy way. You have yeah. a big job. There's lots of things going on, but you're always consistently joyful, awesome. present. Talk a little bit about some of the things that you do. Yeah. So it's all about doing and being. And a lot of times when I don't know what to do, I always know that God cares about who I'm trying to be. I've been accused in my teaching style that a couple of times that I've gotten a, the honor to, to share from the Crossroads pulpit that I'm too practical and that I'm too pragmatic. And my teaching approach is just that way. Like, I'm sorry, I just need you to apply what you're hearing today, tomorrow. So I think what helps keep me grounded is asking when I don't know what to do, who is God calling me to be? And I'm sure there's great passages of scripture everywhere. I love what you've cited in your book. I think the fruit of the spirit, I think that's who God wants us to be. When we don't know what to do, we just simply have to ask, who is God calling me to be? And then just turn to that, turn to Galatians, open up the scriptures and pick one of those nine fruits. And that could be who God's calling you to be. So I start there. I think that at the end of the day, God cares more about the being than the doing. The doing matters for sure. But I think the why behind the what is extremely crucial. And for anyone wrestling with indecisiveness, which is something I struggle with all the time, I don't have all the answers. I lack wisdom so often. I like to say high-level leaders make the most mistakes because they make the most decisions. And so, so I'd love my batting average to be better as it comes to decision making. I mean, today I probably made up several bad decisions, but it's who is God calling me to be in the situation? I mean, if you can't land on any one of the fruit of the spirit, then I definitely think God is always calling us to be humble. And so that's my petition for the listener is the humble route is always the best route. God pours favor on the vessels of integrity and humility is the fastest way to be poured into so good. Now, share this because and this is something that we've talked about. So I'm throwing you a softball. No, I know the answer, but I want everyone to hear it. So you're one of those people who I would say, like, you master your morning. You know exactly yes. what you're trying to get done in the morning. So tell everyone a little bit about, like, this is what I do before I leave my house. And this is the way it sets me up for victory. Oh, I love that. The planning of the morning happens the evening before. My email turns off at five. I always end the day. So I'm going to start a couple hours before the morning. I always end the day with an empty inbox. Shout out Carrie Newhoff for a wonderful article on inbox zero. Very practical. So I always end the day with an inbox zero. Step one. Step two is I always think through the next day. I take a glance on what the appointments are. So the morning begins the evening before. The morning comes. I'm usually up at 545, 6 o'clock. I'm in the scriptures. I have my quiet time till about 6.15, 6.30. And then I'm working out downstairs in my gym. My wife and I work out together. I got so blessed that my wife works with an excellent fitness company. And so our garage has a really cool setup. And, and I'm blessed that my wife and I share hobbies. So it's like that box is checked, like hanging out with my wife. We just hang out every day. 
So yeah, working out till about seven, seven thirty. My daughter gets on the bus. Once she's on the bus, there's a forty-five minute break between the next kid getting up and getting ready. So I have forty-five minutes to get to my email inbox. Right there, I'm all sweaty and gross, and chalk is everywhere. And I open up my inbox and I give myself forty-five minutes to go through it because I ended the day with an inbox zero. There's really not a whole lot there. So now I can get ready. I'm usually in the car by 8.30, head into the office by nine. And when I land on the Crossroads campus, I don't need to open my inbox because I've already tackled it and I know what my tasks are. And then I try not to schedule any meetings before noon, but I'm off to the races accomplishing my task list. And then all major meetings, team coordinations usually happen 11 a.m. is till about 3 p.m. ish, and then it, it resets. And I meal plan. <laughs> oh, talk about that. Yeah, meal planning. Yeah, so Sunday's Monday. <laughs> so every day has a theme. This is sick. I'm getting embarrassed before I talk about it. So Sunday's Monday, which means we always grill on Sunday. And so that covers my lunch for the next day. I thought um, you meant sticky buns. Oh, I, <laughs> I wish. I wish I could eat Ziggy Buns. Not, not when you're 40, bro. Not when you're 40. Uh, so, yeah, Sunday's Monday. Monday is usually some kind of a pasta dish, like a gluten-free pasta. I like the bonza pasta is really, really good, the pea pasta. Yeah, every day has a theme. Tuesday's usually a busy day, so my wife will, on occasion, Tuesday order out to make her life easier because she works full-time for a really cool company. Wednesday is a church day, so we pack everything, meal prep there. And then my daughter cooks on Thursdays. My eldest daughter Mm. cooks Thursday. That's her hard thing, so she picks a meal that she can cook. And then usually that feeds into Friday. And then Friday is family night. We go out to eat on Friday. And Saturday I cook. So I think planning meals, this is another kind of life hack, PD. PD's uh, for you listeners, Pastor Daniel's little code nickname. Uh, for the listener. But uh, I always make a promise to myself and to my kids that I will eat at least one meal of the day with them. I shoot for two, but at least one, no less than one. And so there's three meals in a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. So I always try to at least one, but I shoot for two, but never less than one. And I think those kind of system and tools based around dinners, because dinner is something you always got to do. So you might as well prep for it and have a theme for it. So good. I want to highlight a couple of things that Gabe said for all of you who are listening out there, because I don't want you to miss it. Now, first, Gabe's intentionality in getting at life is a great asset. And as someone who has spent a lot of time trying to learn how to be more intentional, let that idea of mastering your mornings, having a plan for the morning is very, very important. And I think for so many of us, we squander that time because we just don't have a vision for it. Mm. And so I think that's one huge thing. I think another thing, just that when Gabe said, I try and always have at least one meal with my family, sometimes two. And as somebody who... I grew up in a family where we always ate dinner together. Sunday nights in my family of origin was like every aunt, uncle, cousin, neighbor, who I thought was an aunt or an uncle, they all showed up and we ate together. And it's something that for those of you with families, it's such an essential part. I know my family, we do dinners every night together and it's a connect point and it's fun and kind of crazy. And I realized that for those of you who are listening who may be like, yeah, I don't have a family yet. Just drop that one in there. Like, cause the greatest gift you can give to your family is your presence, mm. not your paycheck, even though that might help, but really just being available. And I think that's a, one of the beautiful things about what Gabe is sharing this idea that I need to make sure I prioritize my family in the midst of a busy life with lots going on and then make it fun. I, I always love the fact that, you know, you theme all these different nights, Gabe, and your family knows what to expect, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's predictable. And I think kids thrive in that. 
that. Even when we were raising younger children, we'd leave at a certain time because our kids had the same nap, the same bedtime. I don't know. I mean, it's working so far. I I have yet to raise a teenager, so it might all fall apart. I don't want to try to come across arrogant, but up to this point, I have an 11, a 10, and a five-year-old. It's been working so far with three kids. So good. Now, okay. Now, uh, shifting gears a little bit. Yeah. You are also somebody who you really enjoy good content. You're always Mm -hmm. learning, growing. Talk a little bit about um, how you get at um, just kind of, you know, growing, whether it's you're, we're talking spiritually, whether you're talking professionally, talk a little bit about how you get at personal growth. I mean, I'm sure like a lot of the listeners, if you're on podcasts, you're probably more auditory than anything else. So of course, podcasts is a helpful thing for sure. Audiobooks, I did get into a season where the audiobooks were so work-related that there was never any downtime. So I would listen to an audiobook on a long run. And then while I'm running, I'm dictating the Siri to write down some notes for some meeting I'm going to have later. And it was kind of intruding in that quiet time that is the workout. And so I've scaled that back and done more podcast stuff that's funny. I think for some folks, they forget that celebration can be a spiritual discipline. Jesus' first miracle was at a wedding. Uh, he was accused of being a wine bibber and a drunk and a, and a glutton. And so I do think a celebration is an important spiritual discipline for certain personality types. And so I've tried to build that in in the mornings. Love to read. I'm, I'm blessed to be in this culture. Not, not just saying that because this is the podcast for you, Pastor Daniel, but we're encouraged to read in this culture, the work culture that we have. There's line items for books and professional development. And so we're encouraged. And I think when you create an environment where that happens, it just spills over. My kids have now begun doing that and they request books and my wife's an avid reader. I think up to this point, she's somewhere in, in the nature of like over 100 books. I'm like at 40 some. Um, I'm, she's killing it. Who's so, counting the huh, game? <laughs> I know. She's destroying me. She's destroying me. And then obviously all of that comes second to what we like to say. We keep the Bible in our right hand of strength here at Crossroads. And so I've been writing a, uh, which I'm almost done, Pastor Daniel. I don't even know if I told you this. For the last 10 years, I've been writing my own commentary on the entire Bible. I'm in Second Samuel. Now, I think I have like Ezekiel left, but I read a scripture and I write everything I can on it. Uh, It's on a Dropbox file. It's like over 900,000 words or something crazy. And I'm almost done, but I'm going to leave that for my kids. But I just find when I prioritize that Bible study and, and write down my thoughts um, it helps make all other learning more accessible. I don't know what it is about proper pacing or perspective or anything, but it literally makes all other learning a little more digestible. So good. And for all of you who are listening out there, I want to encourage you, find those areas where you can really pour into yourself, where you can grow. The things that Gabe is talking about, they're not insane. You don't need millions of dollars to do it. It's just a choice that you make to say, I'm going to grow. And one of the things that I've loved as I work side by side with Gabe is if he's thinking about something, he'll always be like, hey, do you have any good resources about this? Mm. And then if I mention it two weeks later, he can like talk about that resource. Like he's <laughs> like, I got that thing. I've been processing it, thinking about it. And so being intentional yeah. about growing in whether it's a spiritual development or a personal development, or I really like that idea of growing in our celebration because sometimes mm. we can be so addicted to the hustle and the productivity that we stop having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember I injured my shoulder working out some years ago. So I I had to 
change what I was doing. And I had like a Stairmaster. And I remember feeling guilty that I was watching a TV show while working out on the Stairmaster. Meanwhile, like I have like a torn labrum. And I was like, that's not the voice of the father. Like God doesn't use shame to direct his children. That's not coming from the Lord. And once I accepted that, you know, that time of healing, even though I was injured and I couldn't do what I normally did, it was a couple of months of just walking on stairs. It was, it was, that part was kind of boring, but it's like, you know what? I'm going to allow myself to watch some ESPN while I'm doing this or whatever. And that's okay. I don't have to constantly be learning. You got to have those downtimes for sure. In our last few minutes together, Gabe, if you had an opportunity to speak to everybody in the body of Christ mm. at one time, mm. with just like a, a few sentences, mm. what would you say to them? One of the scriptures that challenges me the most is kindness is what's desired in a man. I think that the art of kindness is lost. I think kindness is not less than love, but it's not more than truth. I think it's those two things, intention, dancing, celebrating together. So we need to be kind by way of truth in love. I remember uh, Brene Brown in, in one of her books says, unclear is unkind. And clear is kind. And I'll be the first one to tell all the listeners, I do wrestle with being clear and and articulating what I want from my team. I'm working on it. I'm aware of it. I have people speaking into my life that challenge me on that. Like, were you clear? But I don't know. I mean, I think holy kindness is important. I think it's what's desired in all humankind. Um, And I think you can get so much out of that. Beautiful. I love it. Now, Gabe, if people want to connect with you, they want to connect with you on the internet, on social media, on all those places, where do people find the amazing <laughs> where do they find because everyone wants to be like, just a little a bit of your afterglow so oh my goodness well a shameless plug here i would recommend everyone tune in on sundays 9 and 11 as i oversee the internet campus you'll always see me live on facebook youtube all the uh, social media platforms as we stream live.crossroads.net is also so i'm always there and the reason why i push people there pastor daniel is you get to see me in that pastoral role as i pastor over the online community but then from there we always encourage folks to join our facebook online community groups we have digital small groups that way and really this may seem selfish but there's a reason why i'm saying it this way that's how i prioritize who i connect with i have to avail myself number one to the crossroads staff and then number two to people who serve directly in the ministry i oversee and so i'd love to connect with you if you have questions i mean you could email me you'll find that on the church website for sure but i would mainly push people to crossroads because that's the context in which i operate and then from there who knows maybe you get plugged in in our online community we're always recruiting always looking for people to help on the online ministry and i really prioritize my time for those folks Awesome. And I, do you do social media? I do. Yeah. Uh, you can on Instagram. It's just Gabe Danny, G-A-B-E-D-A-N-N-Y. And then that's linked to Facebook. So you can find me that way as well. Awesome. Well, Gabe, thanks so much for joining Thank us you. on this episode of the Crazy Happy Podcast. And all of you listening out there, listen, you have a tremendous opportunity today to sprinkle a little crazy happiness everywhere that you go. So I want to encourage you to take it. Be intentional as we were learning today about being the kind of person who people will be blessed by. Let's be interested in people. Jesus was, Mm -hmm. and let's allow God to make us kind so that we can be a great witness in this generation and at this cultural moment. So God bless you all out there. We love you. We'll see you next time. God bless. 
There were a lot of good things that Pastor Gabe and Pastor Daniel had to share. Learning how to become humble and learning to be kind, those are good things to inspire to in this age of crudeness and boastfulness. Remembering that Jesus, the perfect model, showed kindness while conveying brutal truth about the people's eternal condition will help you realize that it's possible to achieve Christ-likeness on some level. If you'd like to listen to more from the Crazy Happy Podcast, you can visit JesusIsRealRadio.com or look for Pastor Daniel Fusco on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll be notified each time a new edition is posted. And then be sure to join Pastor Daniel and journalist Billy Hallowell for more discussions and interviews that are relevant to your life today. Now back to Josh with a preview for next Friday's edition. This brings us to the end of Pastor Daniel's interview with Pastor Gabe Marino. We hope you listen to both parts of this insightful interview and that God was able to use what was said to spur you on to love and good works. The ideas that Pastor Gabe talked about as far as getting your life in order, no matter how busy you think you are, can be greatly beneficial to everyone, remembering to put God first in all you do. Well, that's all the time we have for on this special Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Today's broadcast was produced from the Crazy Happy Podcast with Pastor Daniel Fusco. Be sure to subscribe to the Crazy Happy Podcast today and be sure to join us again for another edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. Jesus Is Real Radio.